Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. How the heck are you, mister? Doing good, doing good. Here we are. We're already, man, past Memorial. Not Summer's officially here, June. although you wouldn't know it if you're looking outside. Deep into June, really, <laughs> you know. I mean, what, what did you say? You wouldn't know it looking outside half the half the days out there. It's cold. It's raining. Oh. It's, you know. It's up and down. I I got a beef though. You know, Memorial weekend the weather's always a little bit sketchy. Uh Uh, this year. I got a I got a beef with Noah. Not the guy that built the ark. Uh (laughs) I'm talking about the National Oceanic uh yeah, atmospheric administration who um came out, you know, I boat, you boat, Mm -hmm. and uh they came out saying that it was gonna be fairly light winds. Over the weekend, Saturday being the worst, <laughs> and, it was and then light winds on on uh, Sunday and Monday, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was we, breezy. We ran the boat up to Port Angeles Saturday, mm. and it was uh, beautiful, flat, calm, like a pond out there in the mm-hmm. Strait. Saturday going up, going to do some halibut fishing. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning rolled out of the marina about six a.m. to howling winds, thirty. 35 mile an hour winds. Oh, gosh. I, I pull up my NOAA there. forecast, and you know, the strait is mm-hmm. completely exposed to the ocean. It can really rock there. All the, all the, uh, the current and everything coming in into the <laughs> that's, that's why it's and everything it's it's rocking through there yeah. so you got current you got you got ocean mm-hmm. swell you got wind oh gosh and, please tell me you just turned around well we we made it. We were out a little bit. I went out to fish. I'm like, no, 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 this is no good. Oh, we yeah. turned around. I did head a little bit east thinking it might get a little bit better as I got a little bit further east, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't. So we hung a right once we got past Dungeness Spit mm-hmm. and pulled into um, uh, Squim, mm-hmm. uh, John Wayne Marina, which is a, a okay. beautiful marina uh, in Haven't there. Haven't been yet. And uh, we'll you know, eventually. weathered out the, the night there. Okay. And it was a little bit better on Monday. Yeah, be safe. You know, coming in. Yeah, you gotta be safe. But Definitely that was to be safe. eight to ten foot waves Swells. out there. Yeah. It was a oh, good I one. Bet. Yeah, I a, bet. Yeah. One. That was like my Labor Day a couple years ago with yeah. the twenty knot winds. I was out in that swells. one. That was like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. needless to say, no, didn't get a, a halibut pole in the water even, you know, yeah. with, well, with with all that you going know what? on. Just having you be safe. <laughs> yeah, better safe than sorry. Most important oh, for thing. Sure. Well, as you know, like I just recently got back from having, you know, we, we lost a family member. Yes. And so I was back in Kansas for many days, um, went from the 2nd through the 6th of June and, um, you know, got a chance to reconnect. And I got to tell you, though, speaking of winds, while I was at the last night I was there, Woo, did I get a reminder? Like, the wind is blowing most of the time in Kansas anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I always tell everyone, like, my hair is just a nightmare there because it's always, <laughs> like, flying sideways. Yeah. But um, the last night I was there, I got treated to a good old-fashioned thunderstorm, lightning, all the fun oh, stuff. Oh, the Midwest full meal deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The plains storms are no joke. Yeah. And so it was actually, for me, it was refreshing to mm-hmm. get a chance to see it because I haven't seen it forever. And I was up on the fifth floor of this really great, I was at the Ambassador Hotel in downtown mm-hmm. Wichita. Highly recommend that place. Yeah. I had an amazing um, you know, group of people helping take care of me while I was there. Yeah. Really kind, um, nice, nice people working there. Um, gentleman named Ian fantastic in the restaurant side of things and um anyway watched that storm it was 
I didn't get much sleep before I came back home because that storm ran till about one in the morning. Mm-hmm. But and the the worst of it was between midnight and one, and I was watching the wind blowing down the corridors of the downtown where the taller buildings are whipping the wind sideways but then also like it would skip and hit the concrete and then spray back up so you had not just rain coming down rain going sideways but now you had it actually coming upwards holy cow and you'd watch it like swirling around (laughs) and just it was incredible to watch. Oh, it was a. I, wow. I was. I was mesmerized. That's why I yeah. didn't get to sleep because I was just, just mesmerized this watching this storm and with all the lightning going on. It was really. I just. It was fascinating to me because I was thinking about how boating here in our region. People talk all the time about the challenges of it, and as I was mm-hmm. thinking about these buildings acting like islands in that mm-hmm. downtown corridor, yeah, directing it's that one wind, of, yeah, it's it's redirecting and creating things that you don't anticipate, mm-hmm. sure, right, sure. And so our boating world here can be much like that because the islands here will redirect the winds and cause some different issues. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so it's, it's one of the reasons why, you know, like when we've compared this to other parts of the world where there's some real consistencies, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's one of the challenging things. And I got to tell you, I'm very excited. I haven't told you this yet, um, but I believe I will be signing up with a certain somebody to go do three days of powerboat classes with the Anacortes Yacht Charter. Wonderful. Group. Oh, awesome. I'm very excited because they, they do multi-day, like learn to get to bear boat, you know, yeah, um, yeah. capabilities so you can charter and do other things like that. Because even though I have my boat still and she's all beautiful, I got her cleaned mm. up for Memorial Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, still need to get her out, but that's going to be happening soon. And, um, you know, but the idea of being able to just charter a boat. Oh, absolutely. be part of that charter yeah. group. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. I'm sure. super excited because I'll, I'll learn that's, so many more skills. Yeah, and, and, it, and that's out in the San Juan. So I you was going like to say two days, two nights, learning all the stuff. They've got some spots still open this fall. Nice. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Whole different deal, you know, when you're out there, especially the San Juans, where you have mm-hmm. shoals and reefs yeah. and yeah. lots of things to look out for. Yeah, and, and that's that's and stuff wildlife. I need to learn because yeah. I don't want to take my boat out in that mm-hmm. until I feel really confident. Yeah. Right. Excellent. No, that's that's well done. One quick shout out also. While mm-hmm. I've spent spent a, a wonderful night in in a Squim, John Wayne Marina, which mm-hmm. actually it's called John Wayne Marina because John Wayne and his family donated all of the land oh, you know, for that yeah, marina. Yeah, I know he boated up here mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah big time. Um, there is a restaurant right at the marina called the Dockside Grill, mm-hmm. and I I'm just going to give a shout out to them. Uh, we we went twice while mm-hmm. we were there. Nice, it's that good, and it was voted um, best seafood on the Olympic Peninsula. Aha! Uh-huh. So if anybody's ambling out that way, you're heading towards uh, you know Port Townsend, Port yeah. Angeles. You're going to go right past Squim. Uh, check that out. Yeah. You do need to make reservations. It fills up, uh, mm-hmm. but it's definitely well, if it's that good. Yeah, I it's imagine. worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then if you're going to do that, and it's a similar name, Dockums, which is the speakeasy at the Ambassador Hotel, is also fantastic. As well as the Siena Steakhouse in that same place. When you're I in Wichita, to, yeah, Wichita has some great food places now. By the way, huh. went to another place called the Belmont. That actually, um, the building is this really cool 1950s structure. And really, I've got some great photos I'm going to share on my Facebook uh, and some other places, Instagram, what have you. And then, um, but that 
originally had a flower shop in the front. That's actually where the flowers for my father's funeral came from. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it was great to be back there this time, see that it changed to something else. Restaurant is amazing. The interior is divine. I actually took pictures because I'm uh, looking for inspiration. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, Besides that, went to another place called Homegrown, which opens at like six thirty in the morning in Wichita, and is more like have a, a like a everyday brunch spot and yeah. delicious, like food you know farm to table, local grown, organic, a lot just absolutely stunning stuff. Close, it's in the downtown district. Um, just huh. so many great things going on down there. Oh. Very happy to see it. Wow. And just FYI. Also got an opportunity to meet with my niece Katie's good friend, uh, Liz Massey, um, because we may be partnering up for future uh, investment purchases. Mm, so got nice. some connections back down there again uh, for well, investment. I mean, that's we, we're always so focused on the Northwest, but there mm-hmm. are parts of the country where you can still find very affordable real yes. estate that cash flows. Yes, you know, and that that's has, what she and I were talking about a lot mm-hmm. on that Monday. Yeah. And so I'm going to be doing more research into that. So if we have any of our listeners who are curious about things like that, want to see their money maybe go mm-hmm. a little farther on investment, feel free to reach out to me at info at teamreba.com. And also look up our our, um, our podcast mm-hmm. on 1031 exchanges. Yes. If you own real estate here, investment real estate, and you're thinking, I want to unload it now while the prices mm-hmm. are way the heck up. Yes. You know, do a 1031 and, and purchase other property elsewhere and well, avoid paying those capital gains taxes or at least delay paying them. Well, and so I'm going to give a great example. I'm glad you actually brought that up, Eric, because that's one of the th- the topics we're going to keep bringing up a little mm-hmm. bit is that I have connections throughout most of the United States mm-hmm. and even around the world. And I can lend through and most of the United yes, States. Yes, you can. And in fact, actually, that was somebody who I've reconnected you with. Mm-hmm. One of my past clients is in process of doing a 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. She's actually selling property in California. Mm-hmm. And she came to me because she wanted to work with someone that she knew again, that she trusted. Yeah. And I wasn't able to find exactly what she needed here. But we put her together with a mutual contact um, commercial lender, Tammy Linden, who oh, sure. we both know. Mm-hmm. And she is now under contract for a 1031 out in uh, Minnesota in the Twin Cities with nice. one of my connections out there. Um, and able to get a, a much larger multiplex that's going to meet her parameters awesome. had enough left over in the 1031 that they're also looking at um, a couple of additional small multifamilies mm-hmm. to go along with it yeah and yeah. It, i'm just i'm building awesome. all these networks out right now so anyone who yeah. is showing some interest in that arena please by all means reach out to us again info at teamreba.com or you can also reach out to me at 206 Four five seven two nine eight four. There you go. And if you have lending questions, you can reach me, Eric, at ericismybanker.com. That's Eric with a C. Or call me 206-915-ERIC, 915-3742. Eric with a C. Eric with a C. <laughs> That's right. I always feel like I need to say that just in case. <laughs> because, well, because well, a lot of people do. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Melody, when she asked me about you, mm-hmm. spelled your name with a K. Oh, yeah. Well. Right. So I just always have to check. Yeah, I blame my parents for that one. I am Norwegian, but the C is kind of more on the Swedish end of the spectrum. But see, I always think of that as the traditional, but yet I do yeah. also know a lot of people with the K. I mean, yeah. you just have to ask. Yeah. It's like we now, have, by the way, we have four Rebecca's in my family now. Ooh, that's a lot of oh, Rebecca's. A, I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I said I now I guess have to I'll be just the start Reba calling you, you Becky. 
<laughs> I'm going to come across this sneeze guard and punch you. <laughs> you know how much I hate that. Uh, no, I'm the only Reba. And then we've got a Rebecca and two Beccas. Wow. <laughs> I know. It just slays me. All right. Well, so we have to go. Uh, we actually will be talking more real estate, though, when we come back. <laughs> we all, and, and an update on the markets and rates. Yeah. Lots of good stuff to we talk about. We have so much to talk about because this market is a changing. It is. But not for the worst. So that's what we're going to talk about when we get back on Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Osnes is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Reba has from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday at 2. Yes, Sundays at 3. And always on podcast. Always, with over 260 episodes That's at this right. point. We're close to 270 now. Yep, news on real estate. And we're going to have a seven-year anniversary this year. Coming you know up that. in just a few months. September. I know. Wow. We're gonna do. I, I'm talking to my team. We want to put together like a, an event where we bring all the guests. That would be fun. That we've had. Yes, that would be a lot of fun. It could be totally yeah. fun. Yeah. We're 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 working on it, trying had to some, figure out how we can do it logistically. Had some awful interesting people on this show over the over the years. Yeah, for Thankfully sure. Hopefully not awful, <laughs> just interesting. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, <laughs> so, before we yes. jump into our topic, I, I you was about have to say, a really cool listing for sale. I do. And if if you're in a boat going down Puget Sound or looking at drone footage or photography, there is an iconic mm-hmm. property yes. on on the what let's call it what the south side of Alki Point. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, on Beach Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the location is 3717 Beach Drive Southwest. Mm-hmm. And unit 315 is the one that we have listed for sale. And Edward Carlson, who is the person who who brought to light the idea of the Space Needle, is also the architect behind this. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's really a true piece of Seattle history Mm -hmm. in that building. Yeah. Super cool, mid-century modern kind of design. Um, The only one of its kind that actually juts out over the sound. Yeah, this is the one that's on pilings yes. built out way over the top of the water. Yes. Yeah, super fascinating. So she's on the thir- the top floor. Um far down. she's not at the very end, but she does go out over the water, looks out over um the there's a Cormorant uh, Cove Park that's right there mm-hmm. next to her. You can see people kind of cruising up and down Beach Drive a little bit. You can see Alki Point specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do get a little bit of the mountain view from there as well. Sure. So we have that on the market for 725000 right now. It's two bedroom, one and three quarter bath, beautiful warm wood interior, mm. um, the way they've done it with some also really fun uh, like rope detailing on some of the trim works and things like that. Um, they're also just now putting on a brand new roof for mm-hmm. that whole complex um, and uh, kind of filling up their reserves. So it's a super interesting place. She's been there for at least 15 years and just absolutely loves it. But it's it's time for her to move on. Um, but super, super cool building. The living room area has floor to ceiling windows, which are wow. just, you know, they give you such a just phenomenal view out to the water and the goings on. And you just see people up and down because like as that, 
that tide changes, there's people who go out and are hanging out in the tide pools and walking mm-hmm. around and exploring. And it also has like a little boat ramp there, which is a really easy uh, kickoff point if you've got a stand-up paddleboard or a kayak of your own. And they do have bike and kayak storage there yeah. on site, yeah. which is great because that's what... Those are two of the activities that people do the most out there. Oh, for sure. And it's really super close because when you cut across, instead of going up and around the point, you can just cut across a few blocks and you're right where all those bistros and restaurants are. Yeah, it's just a cool area. Very and cool. there is nothing like a saltwater view. I mean, it's one yeah. thing to look at at the water, but the beauty of saltwater, it's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Tide's going up, tide's going down. Yeah, There's I have the same thing in my Oak Harbor house. I love it. Yeah, whales and animals and you name yeah. it. There's just always activity going on, always Absolutely. something to look at. Yeah. And the storms. You know, let's yeah. not forget well, the storms. Yeah, well, and that's what she loves. It's like, you know, she, um, she's she been a widow for two years now, but her husband, who had been a Vietnam vet, um, was wheelchair-bound for quite a few years. And for them, that was like their biggest form of entertainment. And it was something that, mm-hmm. like, even though he couldn't get around, it gave him something to always be part of. And mm-hmm. for her, like, like she's she's super sad to be leaving it, but she knows, like, it's 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 time for her to move on. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, man, it's just such a, a phenomenal place to be. I love going and visiting with her when we're there. Like, I've been working with her for two years. And um, just FYI, any listeners, if you are interested, send me an email, info at teamreba.com. We're happy to send you the listing or Mm -hmm. set up a private appointment to see it. Um, She will need time post-closing because she she is trying to determine exactly where she's going to go next. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's it's a well-loved place. And um, it's only like 53 units for the entire complex. It's cat-friendly. Unfortunately, not dog-friendly. But it is a cat-friendly building, um, mm-hmm. so they do allow pets. And um, I mean, even for the even for cats, I'm like my cat would love it because there's so many like birds just cruising oh, yeah. around and everything else. It's it, it's it's interesting for them too. Sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. awesome place. And they Very do have cool. a pool. Yeah, they have. A pool I didn't know there. that. They actually have a pool at that building. Oh, they got pools. We actually and tight you know, pools. Yes, that's right. They have a pool, and, and they just opened it up for the season, um, Memorial Weekend, actually. Oh, nice. So they got it all cleaned up and ready to go. Very and cool. um, if you reach out to me or look at any of our listing information, we have a great video that actually shows all of that. Very cool. Yeah. We did a, a very cool drone photo, or excuse me, drone, drone video into internal tour of it. So even mm-hmm. if you're not necessarily in the market, but you just want to see what this place looks like, feel free to reach out to me because it is a very iconic building. Wonderful. Very cool. So Good. tell me about, I mean, uh, we made the joke about the uh, awful and interesting. I want to know about the, the rates right now. Are they awful and or interesting <laughs> well, or what, what can we expect? Well, how many months have I been complaining about inflation? Oh, good. Months or years? Yeah. That, you know, this has yeah, been a, a, a growing problem. Yeah. And, and, and how many of our listeners do you think have failed to notice the prices at the pump and the grocery store and everywhere well, else. Everyone notices it there. Everyone's talking about the gas prices right. while I was on my trip. Right. Well, this last week, Janet Yellen, who mm-hmm. is now Secretary of the Treasury, used to be mm-hmm. head of the Federal Reserve. Yes. She finally noticed. Lady. She noticed yeah. too. Yeah. In fact, last week she said, I think I was wrong about <laughs> the path that inflation would take. <laughs> well, welcome to the party. <laughs> Janet. I know you could send one of our shows from two years ago at least to her. And it would have been like, hey, now, 
You're yelling at yelling. I understand. I was back when she was head of the Fed. I was yelling at her. Uh, and, and I understand that as as Secretary of the Treasury, your job is to be the shill for the administration. That's true with mm-hmm. all Treasury secretaries mm-hmm. over time, right? You know, but but this is just unprecedented, and and the Fed has had similar revelations, you know, over the last uh, couple of weeks. Shocking. Leo Brainerd, who is the vice chairman of the Fed. Um, has has flip flopped like you can't believe on inflation. Uh, here's a few of her comments over the last year. Uh, in July 2020, she supported letting inflation run hot to exceed the Fed's two percent target. April 2021, inflation expectations remain well anchored at two percent. September 2021, I expect inflation to decelerate to go down. April 2022, inflation is too high. And getting inflation down is going to be our most important task. June, April, June 2022, we won't stop the rate hikes until inflation comes down. Well, welcome to the party, also, yeah. Lael. You yeah. know, glad glad that you're glad that I you're really here. I really want to know what these people put in their Wheaties in the morning because I just don't get it. Well, it, uh, anyway, I, 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 you know, I. I, of course, follow the bond market. The bond market follows inflation. The bond mm-hmm. market's all about being scared to death oh, of yeah. inflation, and, and, and it's, it's caused rates to, to rise. The Fed is, is going to continue to increase rates and in, to slow the economy down. Let's not kid ourselves. That's what the goal is. It's, yeah. to, it's to slow things down. If they get it right, we'll have a soft landing. Right. If they get it wrong, we're going to go headfirst into a recession. So – Thinking about the things I just said and the comments that the Fed has make, made recently, what are the odds they're going to get it right? They haven't gotten anything right in, in years yeah. now. And, and the, it's, it's been the sort of the low rates, free money thing that, you know, that supercharged, you know, this, this run up in inflation plus a heavy dose of a, well, not a heavy dose, a massive dose of government spending. Right. Um, it's, it's just defies logic to think that giving out trillions is not going to cause inflation. So, I know we've talked about this before, and because we, we say the markets are based on fear, mm-hmm. but we also know just in the the markets are anyone who can actually afford to put money into the market. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I think the average person was also really who they're trying to address, right? Absolutely. And so you know we have to kind of yeah you know, I I think that's why they're always going to be wrong because. These are people trying to, I don't know, somehow treat us like children a little well, bit. Well, they're they're trying to uh, take the bumps out of of the road. Yeah. They're trying to eliminate the kind of binge purge cycles. Right. Uh, unfortunately, by them trying to manipulate the economy, they're mm-hmm. overdoing it, and it's it's creating more of a, a problem than it's solving. Right. And that's really what we're faced with right now. So, you know, in the in the short run, we will, you know, continue to see a little bit of a run up in interest mm-hmm. rates. We're not going to see. I don't think they're going to go super crazy, uh, because when we do go into a recession, rates will fall or rates will go down. Yes, they'll go back down. Okay, can we? I know you're going to do the rates yeah. here in a second, but before you even say what they are, yeah. I want to put this out there for for anyone who's listening to this. For for you who is listening and you're thinking about buying and mm-hmm. you're hesitating. Yep. 
here's the opportunity that we're talking about right now because we're going to finish we're gonna, the whole rest of the show is going to be talking about the opportunity yeah. that is there and i just want to tell you that if you're in a position to be able to purchase in this environment grab on to that because when those rates do come back down you have the option to refinance but keep in mind when those rates come back down there's going to be demand spiking again. Mm-hmm. And we're in a really great moment right now. It's not a buyer's market, but it's a buyer's opportunity. Mm-hmm. I agree with and that. I really just want to emphasize that because that's the conversations I'm having with my clients right yep. now. And we have people going into contract and solidifying and hedging against that inflation by stopping you know, the rise of their housing costs by getting into the market themselves. You're absolutely right. And, and I know we're going to dig into this a little bit deeper here, but but even according to Redfin last month, uh, requests to tour homes decreased by about 9%. Yeah. So if your people are, are kind of out there looking, uh, which is great if you are out there looking, inventories are up a little bit, I think. Yes, they are. And and so we're seeing, you know, prices are not and dropping. And price adjustments. Right. Yeah, yeah, prices maybe. are not, we're not no, depreciating. They're... We're just getting, we're getting people to, to, to get recognized into the moment of you've got to be reasonable about mm-hmm. your pricing. Right. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more too. Right. And so we are seeing more homes selling at list price mm-hmm. rather than tens of thousands yes. of dollars above list price. And the price rejections are coming in for the people who have to get that reality adjustment. And the ugly ones. That's the houses, not the people. That's Well, okay, you never know. Who's to say? <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be right back. We've got more open house with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. And we need to get back to the market update because yes. we got through that whole segment where we were going to do I it. I know. And then we didn't do it. I got all fired up about Janet. I know. And I got all, yeah, yes, exactly. And I'm feeling mighty golden in my fun new outfit over <laughs> here that I got while I was in Kansas. So, you know, we just all need right. to, I'm, I'm feeling sunny. I'm feeling golden. But. Yeah, I'm we wearing black. To, if we stood yes. next to each other, it would look like a bumblebee. Uh, yes, we would. So, um, okay. Yeah, here we go. Let's get into the rates. Here are the national yeah, what's averages. What's the opportunity? Yep, 30-year fixed rate national average right now is 5.48%. Okay. 15-year fixed rates, 4.82%. FHA and VA, 30-year fixed rates, 4.82%. So still under 5% mm-hmm. for those for those loans. Uh, Jumbo, 30-year fixed rates, 4.73%. Those are hanging in there nicely. And I've mentioned this before, but we do use Jumbo Mm -hmm. programs often, even if you're not a Jumbo loan amount. So we we have many programs where we can can kind of slip you into a Jumbo, which saves you a ton of interest. Uh, And the only downside to doing that versus a standard Mm -hmm. conventional is that Jumbo loans have lots of extra rules and guidelines mm, and gotcha. and you know red tape okay. things like that. So we just have to make sure you fit the the guidelines mm-hmm. for the programs. Gotcha. Uh, five one ARM a five year adjustable rate four point six two percent. And ARM loans are starting to come back into the market. Yeah. Uh, we do a fair amount of seven and ten year 
uh, adjustables. Those are a 30-year loan where the rate's fixed for either mm-hmm. seven years or 10 years. Yep. If you kept it longer than that, the rate would adjust every twice a year for most of those mm-hmm. programs. And you can save yourself a fair amount of interest on those compared to a, a standard 30-year fixed rate. So those are those are good mm-hmm. options for some people. Uh, interest-only loans are coming back into the market as well. Boy. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, so let's when it's interest only, mm-hmm. what is the time period for that? Those are all adjustable rate loans. So the most popular okay. ones are fixed rate for seven or 10 years okay. where you can make an interest only payment. You're not mm-hmm. paying down your principal right. for seven years mm-hmm. or 10 years. But after that, the loan becomes fully amortizing and then you're going to have mm-hmm. to start paying principal and uh, interest okay. as well. I'm glad we're talking about that yeah. because... Now, this this is going to help lead into the rest of our discussion for today mm-hmm. because some of those 10-year interest-onlys were the things that when we had the last run-up, mm-hmm. some people were getting into them for affordability. Yeah, right for the wrong reasons. And they, right, but also that wasn't the liar loans, no doc, zero no. doc, you know, that kind of stuff, right? But the thing is, this is why I think the show that you and I put out here for, for you, the listener, is is so key. Mm-hmm. Because many people did not understand that interest only for a period fixed period of time, mm-hmm. then to be amortized for the balance of the loan, so a very large bump in payment. The reason why many of these loans exist for you listening is because the average American moves every seven to nine years. So yes. a 10 year interest only is to give you a very affordable option. And so, and especially if you're in a marketplace like this one where appreciation is still happening very mm-hmm. consistently, right. you're still growing your asset, right, in terms of its, its right. value while having one of the best yep. payment methods for you. Right. But you have to be clear you're not buying this house if you plan on being it for 30 years necessarily, or you're so early in your career that you expect your income to rise substantially right. to make that payment later or to refinance at a different time when the rates go down. Those those would be excellent reasons to consider that loan program. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody that says, oh, I didn't know. I sat on, across the table from many a person, and it was like, "Oh, the financial literacy is." Oh, they, me. they, yeah, they talked me into this thing. I will show you a note, promissory mm-hmm. note for an adjustable rate loan, and at the top of that note, in all cap, bold print, mm-hmm. sixteen font that people it, don't read. It explains this is an adjustable rate loan. Yeah. You are only paying interest only. I mean, it's this massive block it, at the top of I that know, document. I'm telling you, people don't read that I stuff. Know. That's why we have to say it. That's why it's so key yeah. that we're here explaining it. Mm-hmm. Because I also want to point out, so many of the closings nowadays are done by mobile notaries mm-hmm. yeah. who aren't party to your transaction. Right, right. And so Which they're is, not necessarily going to be as avid in you know pointing those things out to right. you. Which is why at five o'clock today I'll be sitting with mutual clients of ours at their loan signing, you know, to go over and explain all of this. No, down south. Oh, yeah, oh, that's different. One. We have yeah. so many clients. I'm like, which one are we discussing? <laughs> yeah, <this is> Young <laughs> couple, first time home buyers. We, we have two people closing this week, I so know. that's why I'm like. Uh, one of them I can make one? it, one of them I can't. Yeah, but, but that's okay. okay. I was going to yeah. say, like, wow, that's commitment to drive to that one. Yeah. Because uh, well, we've got Oak Harbor closing, so I'm very do. excited about that. One of our one of our uh, 
armed service, you know, yes, yeah. active military right now. Yes, and uh, who got who got deployed right in the middle of the I transaction know, too? I know. Well, and then the client you're talking about, I'm also excited because it's people that work in education, teachers, teachers. and support. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. And they're I, they're I love that. they're both like crazy excited you know I'm, both of yes, them are all of them I, are yeah, yeah they're always very very um subdued so it'll be fun to see them get all bubbly and jumping yep. up and down absolutely absolutely i hope they'll do that so. that's right that's anyway. right and and while we're at it thank you very much for helping my son and daughter-in-law You're they welcome. bought their first home yes sent me a picture of them holding the keys i'm looking at my son and i texted him i'm like I'm not sure if you're happy or terrified. <laughs> He's a little both. <laughs> he was a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're yeah. super excited. And, yeah. When I know. handed him over the key, because unfortunately Kaylee couldn't be with us because of the time of day for her work. But um, same kind of thing. I was like, so what are you going to do now that I've handed you over the key? He's like, I think I'm just going to wander around inside and kind of <laughs> take it all in. <laughs> a little intimidating <laughs> which is so interesting yeah. because he's watched you his entire life yeah work in this field, oh i know yeah right? both of my boys i'm like which one of you wants to kind of take over the family business they're like nah nah yeah nah, no no yeah. no no yeah exactly no. well but that's yeah. why sarah your niece is in it she is yep, yeah absolutely kicking booty too she is. so totally. it's awesome she's learned from the best She's doing awesome. She's yes. doing really good. Yes. Well, so so at the beginning of the show, I mean, we've been talking about the housing market, mm-hmm. and there was a, 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 I think a really good article that came out recently. This is in Housing Wire mm-hmm. uh, magazine, yes. and uh, or it's a it, kind of an industry publication, but just really talking about predicting the ne- the trends in the next shift in housing. Mm-hmm. And it brought up some good points and some things that you and I have been talking about quite a bit over over mm-hmm. the years. Uh you know, it's it's um definitely certainly you know clear that we've come off a pretty tumultuous two years of mm-hmm. growth in the housing market. It, it got a little bit yep. crazy. And so what's what's going to be happening next? If you go into like YouTube you know, search in housing market crash 2022, you know, the, the, the headlines, the housing crash is beginning, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Zillow predicts a housing collapse. Why is the media lying about housing? <sighs> you know, there's all these different things. Don't buy a house. And, and, um, all of these, these kind of prognosticators out there are, are picking up a statistic here, a statistic there, uh, and then trying to to formulate an opinion based on that instead of really looking at the more the, the bigger picture, the holistic picture. Right. So yeah. I mean, I, I want to give honest feedback on what mm-hmm. what I think is happening in the market. Yeah. And um I've I've been in this industry well, going on forty years. Mm-hmm. You've been in it going on I'm twenty into my years. Twentieth year. I just yeah. had my nineteen year anniversary right. on June first. We've both been through cycles. I mean, yeah. we've been through some some big cycles Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we've been through the big crash you know 2008 2009 and one of the things this article brought up i thought was really worth uh bringing up is that they call it recent history bias and people tend to associate what's happening now with what happened in 2008 2009 Mm -hmm. because it's recent history. Maybe they right. live through it. Right. And they, or they, they watch their parents. Or they watch their parents go through it. Because when we start looking, like, let's be real, millennial group, age group of 25 to 40 year olds mm-hmm. were either teenagers yeah. and or very young adults. Right. So not yet in a home buying capacity yet. Right. 
Right. Right. Yeah, but they saw it. They they saw yes. the struggle. They saw the impact, and they saw the unemployment numbers. Yeah. At that time. Sure. Which mostly impacted mortgage, construction, mm-hmm. title, escrow, real estate. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. Impacted very different industries. Right. And there were no bailout programs back then. There wasn't a forbearance program. I no. mean, they came along later, yeah. you know, short Way sales and things like that. They came on because the industry wasn't mm-hmm. prepared for this, this onslaught. Yeah. And it took three years for them to get their stuff. It together. did. It did. But, but why did that happen? And I know we've discussed this in previous shows. You should listen to some of our, mm-hmm. some of our previous podcasts on it. Um, we had a, a, Significant amount of excess inventory at the mm-hmm. time, about yep. 18 plus months of, of inventory. Yes. We had extremely loose lending guidelines. Very loose. We had low interest rates. And you could go out but, and- But keep in mind when mm, we say low interest rates- They're actually probably similar to where higher, we are right now. Yeah, they were yeah. about mm-hmm. where we are Five, right six now. 5%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, that's true. I still call that low. It was. Yeah. It was low, but not as low mm-hmm. as we did get to. Right. But you could you could take out a loan with zero down, mm-hmm. stated income. Maybe there was an appraisal, maybe there wasn't. Right. You could you could take out an option type loan where your mm-hmm. your payment was negatively amortizing, meaning you owed more at the end of the year than at the beginning of the year. Yep. Your payment didn't even cover the interest right. accruing. And and all of that was a setup for massive speculation, which we had we had homes yep. selling and reselling before they even came out of the ground, yeah. you know, in, in certain income circumstances. Yeah. And and all of that led Investors to- Investors were snatching up new mm-hmm. construction for that purpose, right. all kinds of stuff. And Wall Street was packaging up these these unscrupulous loans mm-hmm. and selling them as a paper. Mortgage-backed securities. Yes. And so when all that came to a head, that was in 2008, mm-hmm. uh, actually 2007. 2007, you and I both um, know that. The, the commercial markets, uh, the commercial paper markets, the financial markets froze, bond markets froze. Mm-hmm. And that led to the, the, big, the big crash. Right. Well, okay, so that was a really a one-off situation. Right. Um, and if, if you look at recent, let's look at longer-term history. In the last 70 years, that's been the only housing crash. Right, we've it's had. the only time that housing took us into mm-hmm. a recession. Into a recession. And, only time. And if you think about that, um, how long did it take to recover from that crash? Roughly about four years. Right. Not every market. Right. Most of them, you know. And Some of them weren't even that impacted. Like, which, like, like I mentioned Wichita earlier. Mm-hmm. Wichita was barely impacted, but that's because they also had low appreciation yeah. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like they're experiencing 10% appreciation right now. And that's because we do have the housing crunch right. that we have right now. Yeah. It's, we have just the opposite problem. Yeah. Yeah. We have a shortage of housing, not excess inventory. Right. Yeah. When we well, come back, we've, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit more about this, but also we'll talk about the correlation that interest rates have yes. to the housing market. Let's do it. Back in just a few on Open House. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial. And Reba Hass from Team Reba. Talking about the housing market. Mm-hmm, our and, favorite subject. <laughs> yep, but but I think this is important to, to discuss because more and more I hear yeah. people just anecdotally talking about, oh, I'm going to wait for the, the big crash, the and crash and maybe I'll buy. I'm going to wait for prices to go down. I'm like, right. don't. 
do that. And and what's one of the the big reasons that people state you know for for waiting is that interest rates have had a pretty fast, harsh, rapid run up over the last year, yep. and they are going to wait. They they believe that that Plus run up in months. rates is going to crash the market. Right. And YouTube, Google, everything's the internet's full yeah. of you know prognostications about that. Ironically, interest rates have very little correlation to house prices. If you look at the right. data, if you look at it historically, mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't. And and house prices are a product of demand, demand right. and supply. And interest rates are cyclical. And just like you mentioned in the last in the last segment that, you know, if People may be considering an interest-only option right now. They're doing that with the idea that when rates cycle back lower, they'll refinance, lock in a low payment and, and a fixed rate, and, and move on. Uh, but meanwhile, house prices will most likely stay stable and, and steadily rise. It's right. going to take a while before – you know, I, I don't think we're going to see the, the crazy run-up we had over the last couple of years, but house prices will still continue, right. and even through a recession. In fact yeah. – with yeah, the, well, with, I'm I'm even reading right now. Like as you're talking, I'm I'm back reading. So like the Motley Fool has an article about housing bubble 2022, and they're comparing exactly what you were just describing of like when we had the exuberance and overspending and people getting into these like kind of crazy market mm-hmm. um, conditions when we had pre um, Great Recession run up. That was an artificially created marketplace. Mm-hmm. This is a demand marketplace mm-hmm. right yeah, it's true um and so they they won't be the same yeah. at all no they no. just won't be the same so i you know i think um i think it's important that people dive deeper than the headlines <laughs> to see what this is about because like you have this article that we're discussing we have our mutual experience Motley Fool is trying to address this and say, hey, you know, like when when we're looking at what's been going on in the last two years, 38% was the average growth mm-hmm. of equity. Right. Right? Oh, we, we right now, um, nationwide, there's over $2.1 trillion in equity built up in homes. Yeah. And that alone... Uh, should be evidence that we're not going to have a housing crash because if somebody has to sell their home, they can easily do that. Uh, they're not going to have short sales. Uh, there's lots of articles saying there's going to be a run-up in foreclosure activity. And and even that, I, I, I certainly would argue against because, because um, folks that have been in forbearance through COVID are coming out of forbearance and if if for some reason they're not able to be successful in mm-hmm. doing that, they can sell their home and they still have equity. Right. In fact, there's only half a million homes still in forbearance. It's not enough to move the market. No. So we we're close. We brought that up on the uh, a show a few uh, now like a month or so ago, mm-hmm. where they expect this housing shortage to be at least ten years long. Yeah. It's it's a shift in demographics as well. And if even if you look at um, – I pulled some statistics. Mm-hmm. I looked at 2015 to 2021. There were 1.5 million household formations. These are new households created. Yep. But only 889,000 homes built during that period. Somehow that math doesn't it's work. It's the supply and demand yeah, thing. exactly. Right. You know, so the demand is, is exceeding 
the supply. Uh, over the next 10 years, we're forecasting 7 million new household formations. Can we build 7 million homes in the next 10 years? No. And here's here's the thing that also I'm going to throw in as a, another little bump in the road for us is that new construction housing starts, because the interest rates have gone up, they've actually declined. Mm-hmm. So right. I think we're we're going to continue to have that, you know, pressing against the market because we, we keep saying, like from the show a month ago, well, we need new housing starts to help, you know, give mm-hmm. us some relief. And these guys are saying, well, but because of the interest rate market, we're like, well, we're going yeah. to tighten back down. And, and you're like, oh, so we're going to. We're going to continue having this issue. Right. The, the builders are being awful, very conservative and, and mm-hmm. rightfully so because oh, yeah. they're, they've been burned in the past as well. And yeah. they've got 2008 on their minds Yes, where a lot of them went bankrupt. Yes. And, and it's not just, um, I mean, housing starts are down also because of supply chain issues, yeah. labor shortages. Absolutely. Uh, there's uh, the cost of, of, of everything is, is skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's very difficult for a builder shortage to profitably staff- build a home right now. Well, and the shortage of staffing means getting even your permits and everything put through mm-hmm. takes longer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's, it's all impacting. Yeah. It's all yeah. impacting along that. Yeah. So, um, I, I love that you brought this article in because I, I it also follows along with like where the demographics are changing in terms of who's buying um, follows a lot with what's going on in the employment market. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's it's pointing to some some really interesting mm-hmm. shifts in demographics. If we look at the, the new household formations that will be happening over the next decade, a large percentage of those will be people of color. Yeah. There'll be single female home buyers. Yep. Second largest group behind couples. Right. Uh, a, a big uh, decreasing group will be your, your, your white male. Yeah. You know, which, which there'll be mm-hmm. fewer of those, you know, in, involved in new home formations. So if you're in a business that is anyway related to the housing industry, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, just be thinking about that. You know, we do have definitely shifting demographics. Yeah. Well, to, to give that um, some some actual real numbers behind it. In 1981, 11% of all home buyers were single females. And that's up to 19% now. Yeah. Going like, way up. When I say that they are like the second largest group, because 40% of households typically each year that are, are purchasing homes um, are you know, couples, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. new, new first time buyers, yeah. but we've got close to 20% are single women. And I love that women are doing that. Um, because, you know, I remember friends of mine 20 years ago when we all started buying houses, 20 plus years ago, uh, some of my women friends were frankly a little pissed off when they went to buy a house by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Like, why are you angry? I said, you have to remember, like, women couldn't even get their own mortgages till 1974. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you should be proud of yourself right. that you're in a position to be able to do this. You're like, I was supposed to be married by now. And I was supposed <laughs> to. And I was like, oh, my, that's a personal problem. <laughs> you know, like, but, but in today's. I've heard those and, comments many times, though. What's yeah. awesome, though, is like when I'm talking to younger buyers, women, um, I. I love how they really that that mindset has shifted so much mm-hmm. to the hey I'm just I'm going to do for me 
Mm-hmm. And if I meet a partner and we want to couple up later, like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do for me right now. Yeah. And I think that is just, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to well, be smart. seeing. It's just it really is. smart. It's absolutely smart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've most, all but one property I have bought in my entire life has been by myself. Yeah. 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 I think that's well, great. Absolutely. And you've, and it's been you, great for my wealth. long term. Yeah, exactly. It's been great for my long term. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, shifting no, demographics. Too, yeah. I see it even in the mortgage industry. The the average mortgage loan officer looks like me. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're in their yeah. like fifties, late fifties. Mm-hmm. You know, white male. Well, not all male, but actually, mortgage has a very a high women. percentage of of women. Same thing in, in the industry. Residential real estate. Um, but yeah. but but I looked at that quite a few years ago and, and decided with, with my team and with my staff, I, I, I really want to diversify. And I'm, I'm yeah, and you did. really proud of that, actually. Yeah, that we've, got, we've got, uh, you know, millennial loan officers. Mm-hmm. We have lots of loan officers of color, and yeah. uh, which makes for fun um, potlucks, you know, when we oh, all get gosh. together and everybody yeah. brings in their, office? their oh, things. <laughs> um, speaking of that, I should probably mention to our listeners, I am looking for new team members. Yeah. So, and even better if someone is multilingual because we have such a diverse client. Yeah, base. absolutely. I mean, we've we've had clients from almost every continent. Yep. And um, every kind of background, lots of different languages spoken, that type of thing, and we're just always trying to make sure that we are available. Excellent. Well, reach out. You can just look up Team Reba. Actually, you can Eric go to is my banker. TeamRebaCareers.com is there you the go. website to submit an application. Awesome. All right. Well, hope this is information that you can use. And, and rest assured, we're not no going to be going bubbles. in any kind of a crash. No, no bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>